right, here we go. The Kingdom's Insider Podcast Number One, the Pilot Podcast. So, what are we going to do? What are we talking about today? What is the point of our podcast? Today is all about meeting the co-host. Who are we, and why are we here? So, what's the difference? Who and when, and why? Who, when, and why? Yeah. Who, what, where, when, why? The when is now. The only time is now. Why wait? Oh, make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot to push play on this. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah, let's kick it off and start off with. Okay, so let's just talk about what's what's the uh, what's the point of this podcast? The point of this podcast is um, taking the story of everyday life from the modern day family. Every kingdom, every person, every family has a kingdom, and that is what their domain is, their castle, their their home, whatever whatever that is, and that's what uh, the kingdom is all about. The kingdom insider is telling the story of those of those kingdoms. So we'll start out with by saying what we are, um, where where I came from, where Andrea came from, and um, that's what the uh, pilot podcast will be about. Is that right? Cool. Okay. Who am I? My name is Craig McCarroll. I run. <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur. I like yeah. to say that. I'm uh, the founder of Guns and Fitness. I run a restoration company. I was in the military from 2001 to 2009, not just the military. I was a Marine for, for uh, eight years, but once a Marine, always a Marine. Went into contracting world been home since about 2014 and yeah that's about where I came from what about you I don't have I'm not anything special as far as like a war hero (laughs) or anything magnificent like that as far as credibility goes I come grew up in a somewhat religious structured home, I guess. Um, I have three sisters and three brothers. Grew up in a religious home in the LDS era. (laughs) And I, my parents got divorced. We moved around a lot. Kind of, you know, my story is not anything original. Um, I have many fond memories of my childhood. I loved my childhood, even all the challenges. Um, You know, some of us have found a way to make that our story and those challenges and the the trials that we went through and live by that. And that's one thing that I found that was so um, kind of niche or important for us to kind of talk about is telling the truth about those challenges and making sure that our story serves us. So we all kind of had different things happen to us and whatnot, but it's kind of how you come out in the end. So I moved around a lot. I had a son super young. Um, I don't know what else to say about me. That's perfect. <laughs> I just, I 
have just recently made the shift through be feeling like a fucking dabbler to being a serial entrepreneur and figuring out my love for business and business development and stuff like that. So I think that's also something that we'll be talking about here is not only the challenges in our marriage and the other main topic is the challenges of and how we've been able to finally come together from blending Our family, Craig has two kids from a past relationship and I have a son from a past relationship. So I feel like just recently we've aligned our lanes and kind of been able to ride or die side by side. Bam. So other than the challenges of marriage, blending family with all of our kids, um, and then talking about business and money. And also the fun challenges of coming together and figuring out money when you're so both independent and so... Yeah, so the part of this podcast and why how it came to be was we every week we would have... We designated weekly meetings that were for... We called it the, the bullshit or the bitch fest. And so that the rest of our life wasn't consumed by the um, the life decisions that mostly I made in my poor decision-making of uh, choosing a spouse in the military lifestyle that I lived. And um, so we were recently going through a lot of that, and we had to designate one day out of the week to talk about all those things. And we were having that discussion last week and decided that... This should be turned into a podcast. Our shit is crazy. It's a create like... I think we should write a movie about this because literally the story of this life is insane. And like throughout the past two years, it was literally every Tuesday looking at each other and talking to our friends and family about what was going on with everybody caring and checking in with us. And what had one common theme with everyone was you can't even make this shit up. You can't even make this shit up. Even the lawyers. Even the, <laughs> even the lawyers, and I'm sure the judges that time were, you can't even make this shit up. So comes that, this podcast, Kingdoms Insider. We are literally creating our own kingdom by our own rules, and by no means do we feel like we are experts in kids and marriage and anything like that. We just feel like we... Have there have we can't be alone. So instead of us coming up with a marriage support group like Alcoholics Have AA, we think that white we can reach a lot more people by launching a podcast. I think and telling our story and getting you guys to send in your emails and respond to us about how you relate and the challenges and more importantly the tools that you guys have. Um, developed to overcome those challenges. We've gone through counseling, seminars, webinars, um, you name it, we've been through counselors, it. books, shock therapy. I'm just kidding. Well, and we, we know that we're not the only ones out there that have dealt with a um, with the divorce rate and, and yeah. single mothers out there. We know we're not the only ones that are dealing with the same type of uh, shit sandwich. But we've come to enjoy the chicken noodle hoagie and been able to um, make it thrive rather than just survive. 
and we're taking the opportunity to, yeah, like Andrea said, we're make cutting the uh, cutting the rule book up and making our own rules and creating our own new story. And with that, how do we maybe through our story that we can share a, su- a success story, but actually working through with the rest of everybody else, our audience, that through you guys we can work through. Um, you even make our relationship even that much more strong or the relationship with our kids, everything um, from for the whole kingdom. Right? That is correct. So some of the, what are some of the subjects that we're going to be covering? Um, what can you count on in this podcast? <clears throat> um, like I said, the just telling the truth about the challenges around marriage, blending kids, blending family, starting businesses, and money. Yeah, and so one thing about the background of, uh, of both of us are were raised Mormon, um, and then both of us broke away from that, that Mormonism. Not to say there's anything wrong with any sort of religion, but we choose a different path, and um, we decide to create our own life out there. So we have that in common. Um, I actually met Andrea while we were, I was, I found a house. I was home on leave. Maybe we should get into that. No? Yeah. Who we are. This is yeah. the co-host, right? Okay, so. Who we are, how we met, why we're So here. we'll go to... Yeah, how how did I meet Andrea, or how did we meet? Um, I was on the golf course and looking for a home. I had just got out of the Marine Corps and was um, looking for a home now, and I was immediately going into contracting where I'd just keep on deploying. This shady character real estate guy um, hooked me up with a house, for a foreclosure, I'm sure he ripped me off in some sort of way, um, but he had to have have this certain loan officer to um, sign off on this, and that was Andrea. And I, he did get, put the disclaimer out there that she's really pretty, you know, and, and she's really good at her job. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, I want to, I want to use her. Let's go. I want to get a house. I need to get a house in this next couple weeks because. I'm having to deploy pretty soon. 21 days. Yeah, in 21 days, I need to have this house secured in mine. Who was coming. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so uh, I walked into, the first time we met was actually at my uh, my friend's commercial real estate office. And, or no, that was on the phone. Yeah, you just called I, me. I met her on the phone first. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh... <laughs> And then we ended up going into her office. And when I say we, it was uh, my current wife at the time. <laughs> once, once a Marine, always a Marine. That you one? came in and met me. And then we're like and trying to go full blown and do it all by yourself or whatever. And oh, that's like, right. That's and right. And then it was like, I see here that you marked married. Where's your wife? Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That was the second time, I guess. So I don't know if you were hiding or whatever, just trying to go full-blown and do it by yourself or whatever. And well, I'm like, I'm so sorry, you have to do this. And he's like, well, it just kind of 
happened. It was it's not really a marriage. We just ran off to Vegas, I guess. This was No, no, no offense to any of those happily married couples out there that got hitched in Vegas. We're very fond um fans of Vegas. <laughs> but um anyways, fast forwarding a little bit after that, we got him and his wife a house. I don't know, I'll let you catch up. And her line was you it doesn't matter if you're if she's on the on the paperwork or not, you're married to her. She owns half of your half of whatever you have. And I'm like, oh great. And I was getting ready to deploy. So anyways, we got through the the loan process. I um secretly had already fallen in love with her <laughs> right after meeting her and had to I hand delivered all the paperwork. All the paperwork. I didn't I had a client so willing to drive across town for assigned paperwork, even after the constant reassurance of, I don't need your original signature, I don't need your original signature, you can scan. And half the time, it, he was so incredibly attractive. Those who get to see Craig on One Coach Craig on Instagram, he's very, <laughs> very attractive and so it was anytime I knew he was coming in, I would always tell the receptionist, anybody running the front desk, anybody. I was like, I can't be here. I can't be here. I can't be here. Tell him I'm not here because I just couldn't deal. So. So, yeah, we get the house. I take off on deployment. Um, needless to say, that marriage was not the healthiest of marriages. And they ended up with ending up badly with that. Um I don't know how much detail I should go into on that. Maybe we could do that on another day. Another day. <laughs> we're going to talk about sensitive stuff on this or no? Yeah. Okay. So we're talking real shit. Then this is real shit. And then, was this a year later? Yeah, it was like a year later. I. It was just over six months because the law in um, <laughs> Idaho is you can have the marriage annulled in six months, but after six months, it's con- permanent. considered permanent, and then they can take everything from you. Um, <clears throat> so then we uh, ended up, uh, was, my friend ended up seeing her at a real estate convention. Guess who I saw? That was his text, and I said, do whatever you got to do. I'm home for three weeks. Please get her over here. I'm having a barbecue, whatever you got to tell tell her to entice her to come over to my house and he wrote his he wrote my information on his card to her I still have that card in my wallet and then I pursued her for the next six months over Facebook I think was the main source yeah and my final offer was a, a Facebook message while I was sitting on the plane headed back to the Middle East and I said something along the lines of you either need to say yes to going to dinner or tell me to fuck off because I'm not going to stop asking you out and what'd you say? I don't date my clients he's the only one I ever one of my clients I dated for the record (laughs) so I agreed to fine next time you're in town and you know let's get together and have a drink and catch up. 
to try to keep it as casual as possible, he ended up meeting up with his friends at a Mexican restaurant, which so happened to be like right down the street from my office. So I ran over there and joined him and his friends for a drink and then told him I was going to go see my friend's band play. Do you want to come? And it was on after that. We spent the next two years um, Due of to our, a our lot relationship of- going him deploying me here. So a lot of our – the foundation of our b- beginning of our relationship was long distance. Long distance, to say the least, he was overseas. You did two weeks here. Two to three weeks at home because I had to make up for that last mistake. So two weeks home, and then how long were you gone? Uh, two to three months. Two, yeah. Yeah, so time. it was like 60, 90-day deployments or whatever. So the beginning of our relationship was mostly Skype, FaceTime, talking on the phone. So phone you really, sex. Yeah, so you really get Oh, to, that came later. Yeah, way later. <laughs> you get to really know somebody when you don't get to do anything but just chit-chat and you find out a lot about them. And Yeah, so actually our communication was pretty good at first. Yeah, our relationship was based on communication. Yeah. What happened to that? I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, now the time that we, it was due, the reason we were able to hang out so much and dated uh, was definitely be on my part for creating all kinds of activities to make sure that I could make up something for her to come hang out with or I could go see her or anything. And it wasn't till how long till I met Gavin? Well, we had been together for like nine months, but you were gone all the time. So it was kind of like... And everybody that deploys knows what I'm talking about. You do have a relationship, even though the female actually, well, it's not really like you're gone, but... Well, to me, I was on board Craig's wagon from the day that we first went to that Mexican restaurant and never looked back. I cut all ties after that with everyone else. I was hooked. And so it was a relationship, but it was weird when you don't spend that much time with someone when you feel like, yeah, we're together. I've been talking to this guy for like nine months, but you only spend like maybe three months together. And then I would whisk you away on yeah, it was so fun. Every time you'd come back into town, we'd reconnect and meet somewhere, go somewhere. He'd run a motorcycle. We'd go up on a mountain ride and go to Sun Valley. We are just always so good at just spending so much time together, which was kind of really strange for me because I never dated people like that. It was always very casual. I kept it very cash. was really good at that. Um, but with him, it was so fucking hard. He just didn't do shit casually. It was all in aggressive. Do you want to hang out? Okay, let's hang out my for four like days. My friends like to call it the on or off switch. You're either on. <laughs> yeah. You're either my friend like, and I'll do anything for you. I have seen you in like 90 days. Let's go spend four days together. It wasn't like, <laughs> hey, we can go to dinner. It was just like, Yeah. So after about nine months, we introduced the children, and... um, I think you met my kids first. Levi and Lexi, you you met them first. Yeah, you were having another one of your barbecues at your house. I was doing ribs, so because I found out that was your favorite, so I 
slow cooked ribs. I do love a good rib, yeah. Those are good. And then uh, invited Boom, you we over. got married. Bam. <laughs> it was like three years later, we got married, and he whisked me away on one of his mini comeback trips, and it was 4th of July weekend, which is also my favorite weekend of the summer. And we went to, rented a choppa. He surprised me and put me on a choppa. Took me to my favorite island of Catalina and proposed to me. Another fun story we can get into on a later podcast. And, of course, I said yes. I did say yes, didn't I? I don't even remember what I said. She said... Oh, you were so nervous. And I, yeah, I was nervous. I was breaking down. I was like, Couldn't I believe I was doing I this again. I didn't know there was going to be so many people. I didn't know everybody and was going to be watching. Her response was, I don't give a fuck about these people. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about these people. And, and he, so I got down on one knee, asked her to marry me. She said yes, and the bell rang. Yeah, Catalina Bell. So romantic. It's so meant to be. That bell never rings on time. Anyways... So, yeah, and then we just kind of started figuring out how to be together. Um, about six months after we were married, he decided to stop deploying. Um, some things happened on his end with his ex um, and his kids and really just needed to be here for them. It was too challenging. There, Unfortunately, we didn't have a relationship where I got to continue to see the children even when he was gone. So it was extremely hard on me and it was extremely hard on them to not being able to continue any type of consistency. So he decided to pull the plug, give up his purpose, give up his everything, everything he knew he wanted, he thought he yeah, could be. Yeah, my five and ten year plan went down the drain. Yeah. And then we really had to figure out how to live together and it was a shit show. It was a shit show for a really, really, really long time. I know there was times where I was extremely scared. The kids were probably scared. You were definitely scared um, just trying to figure out this life. So we've been through a lot in our short time of being married. This June will be six years, five years. Together? Yes. Or married? Together. (laughs) Yeah, six years. Six years. (laughs) So I know that's a short time, and all you 15, 20-year people out there – probably have a lot more experience and like we said part of this podcast is to reach out connect um become each other's circle and give each other tools and feedback so we'll have um you know one of these podcasts once a month we'll do kind of not a Q&A but an informative where people can sign in and tell us about your story, tell us about your situation. Um, Me and Craig might not have been through it, but I'm sure we'll have other people that have. Um, So just to kind of connect on a faster pace in this one-hour, 30-, 40-minute podcast that we do, I'm trying to get everybody to connect in more of a personal setting than meeting at a church gym and talking about our problems and how our kids are shitheads and um, how – the My wife is vampires. being a bitch, and yeah, the energy vampires, big default, we like to call them. So, other than that. But we do love our kids, don't get us I wrong. I love our children. Everything everything is a growing experience. Yeah. But yeah, that's the biggest thing, is that we want to, um, through sharing our story, I know there's other people out there that 
are experiencing something similar. I know I have uh, uh, in my network of people I've deployed with, they've dealt with the same issues and um, I just want to be able to share what we've done and the things that we work on day in and day out to constantly improve our relationship and our kingdom. Um, That's the main purpose of this whole story. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I'm just excited and happy to be here and turn our Tuesday shit show talks into a recorded shit show talk and share our fun little stories and how to overcome them. What are some shit show items for today's meeting? For like the legit shit show talk? No. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I wasn't like we talk, I we talk about. Well, I was just prepared for this podcast. I was just preparing for this podcast. Okay, so things that we talk about on Tuesdays at three, which that's our meeting time. We I talk think we should talk about, about why, and it's because I think with when you have blended families, nothing is natural. It's not like the typical, my you know our kid did this this this, and you kind of overcome it. There's so many more feelings and resentment and judgment and defensiveness that comes with that. Um, because there are kids, and so, you know, those challenges that I'm sure all of you step-parents out there face is when someone says something to you about your kid, it doesn't matter if it's your husband. It's, you know, very defensive, and it's very, you you feel that instantly first. It's not, there's something else that goes in that's your first emotion, and everything comes after that is secondary emotion, and so we... It runs our life, and so we would bicker and fight over the little tiny things, the way you said that, why did you say that like that, she didn't mean it like that, and it just became this, why are you being defensive, I thought these were our kids, so I mean, we we had to take control over it and put our marriage first, or this was never going to work, and so we just choose to be married first, and be, and bring home the person that he deserves, and then he brings home the person that I deserve first, and so by having the kids and their high, high demands and the things that they expect and the th- stupid shit they do and the stupid shit they say and things like that, we just have a week. And not saying that there's not times where things come up throughout the week that we're like, hey, we need to we need to talk about this. What do we do? Blah, 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 blah. We got a little frag order is what I like to call it. Yeah, and so we do have that. I'm not saying we don't, but we try to control the things that cause the most tension between us. And so that's what the biggest challenges of a blended family and trying to create this life by our rules. And there's not a playbook for this life of step parenting and blended families. And especially today where we have, luckily Craig and I were, we were raised pretty much the same household the same or parents have the same expectations things like yeah, I was that in puerto rico where i decided we had the political and religious talk of oh you were raised mormon and we had the same political views and that's when we said or that's when i said oh my god I, i'm in love with you <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's why we have our tuesdays is we've just really tried to control it and feel like it's scheduled and we'll deal with it later and then anything that's pressing you call your 
gag orders. What did you say? My frag orders. Frag orders. And Your mission is life, but every once in a while you get a frag order. And it's good, too, by doing that, I think, because there's some things that like I write down, and by the time Craig comes into my office and sits down and we're ready to go at it, it's not important anymore. Or it's figured itself out, or that kid was just going through something that day, and I look at my notebooks, I'm like, oh. And then we usually celebrate with a cocktail at the yeah, end of our meetings. Yeah, and then Tuesdays we have cocktails if we didn't kill each other through the bill talk, finance part, kids, court, costs, attorneys. Business. Business, stuff like that. So it's just a scheduled time that you show up and... You're allowed to have your boxing gloves in your back pocket. You're allowed to say whatever you want to say. And it's also kind of a good time because we only have an hour and a half before kids start showing up off the bus. And so it can't go on too long. We know it has a time where it has to end. And I like that, too, because the kids come in and instantly change our state by, what are you guys talking about in here? They usually feel it, and then we kind of just drop it after that but so what do you think was the number one struggle that or not struggle what is the number one challenge that we have with a blended family would it be the uh when you're the modern day brady bunch and you have i have two you have one and i say something to your son do you automatically is it the is the most challenging part being that I get offense, I get defensive right away. Or is there something more challenging? When you, when than you that? say something to my son, yeah, you don't get defensive. No, you. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know it because I'm not automatically defensive. Usually, it depends on how you approached me about it. Um, because I would much rather now we're finally, like I said, we're finally aligned where I feel like it was like, Hey, this was really out of control. I said this, I mean, you'd never cross a line, you know, there's never ever been that line where, you know, it just gets to the point where I don't like the pressure of you being like, your son's doing this, your son's doing that. You've never really approached that in that way to me so it's not like you should do something about this get your kid under control um i think that would be a fun topic to get into is like anybody's advice or how they've dealt with their stepkids yeah because being a step mom or dad is probably one of the most unique parenting challenges you could probably ever have yeah because you can't just be like hey honey so-and-so was you know being a shithead and did this and back talked and won't do this and now they're upstairs crying in your room or whatever and then them just go deal with it. it's like oh man I'm so sorry that he put you through that like there's just so many more things involved in that triangle of whatever so it's hard to say what it is all I can say is that it really depends on how you approached me by not doing anything about it or approached me by expecting me to do something about it after the fact when it's like, why don't you just do something? Why don't you just tell him? Yeah. Cause my thought was with Gavin initially was that I'm, I'm just going to be his friend cause he already has a dad. So then it's that, that, uh, tight rope that you're walking yeah. of being the legitimate dad or legit, you know, stepdad. Um, I think that would be a fun topic to 
get into super deeper. Fun. Super, super fun. Super fun. Um, finances <laughs> and anything else that we would like to, if you guys have any suggestions for um, something that involves in your kingdom that um, you would like to be a subject on that, I would love to invite anybody to uh, send in any suggestions that you guys have. Our email will be in the show notes. Right now you can email a kingdomsqueen at gmail.com with any of your questions, suggestions, or topic ideas that you guys might have. Um, yeah, every Tuesday. Andre is the shield maiden. I am the king and the white Viking warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I have multiple hats I put yes. on. Our home has always been called the Valhalla home. Um, so that's where all of that comes from. People are constantly like, why do you guys check in at Valhalla? That's our kingdom, man. Yeah. I'm- so the, our brand, we have many products coming podcasts, blogs, all under the Kingdom Insider um, umbrella. Yeah, Kingdom's Insider and then Guns and Fitness is my project that we're, that I've launched online and hopefully you guys go check that out. Yeah, what is Guns and Fitness? Guns and Fitness. So everybody thinks, what what the heck is Guns and Fitness? Guns, it's, <laughs> what, it, the what the heck is this? It doesn't really have it. It's not what you would think. It's not. I, I do like guns. I like to shoot. Um, I am a shooter at heart. And one thing that was always common, no matter where you were at, um, in the military or anywhere, fitness has been a part of my life forever. And then when we went into when I went into the military, it was it continued to be a part of your life. You had an obligation to stay fit because to protect the guy to your left and right or to um, in the contracting world to protect that executive that you were protecting. So, but more than anything, this is the way that I've had to transition my life out of that since it was about 2014, since I had to transition my life into from this gunslinger's world that was, you know, three months gone and two, three weeks home or, or you know, whatever it was. I was gone way more than I was home, and it was a simple life that I felt like the man. I, I, I was the man. I was doing something that nobody else could do. Only a 1% of the, um, the population of men can even do what we were doing. And so I felt very comfortable in that, but I started getting – I had to make that decision to stay home and be there for my family um, and – I don't regret it at all. It was a very uncomfortable zone for me to go to, to be home permanently. And so I was trying to re stay connected to this life that I loved and, and still keep the priority of my family is always number one. And so that's easier said than done at times. But I went to, um, I came home and then I, knew I needed to make that transition. So the last two years or so, I've just been working on myself to make myself a better husband, a better father. And that's where I've always stayed connected with the military family and been able to be there through for my family for um, through guns and fitness. So I 
started up Guns and Fitness. I've always just said that I've been in the business of Guns and Fitness, and now I'm um, launching it as an online program. This has developed over two years of of work on myself, not just working out, but nutrition, and not just nutrition and health. It's also keeping the mind healthy because I had a lot of uh, anger management, and she's got her freaking phone on, which is awesome. Um, I had a lot of uh, anger management issues that I was working on, and the three, two, one, one, two, three, what the heck is bothering me wasn't exactly working. <laughs> so I have reached out to multiple therapists. Um, uh, we got involved with pretty heavy with Tony Robbins, and through through all that self improvement and work on on that. That's where I developed, uh, I wanted to put that program together for, um, I say for the military man or woman or their family members, everybody knows somebody that's been in the military, but that goes for every civilian. I believe that there's a warrior inside of all of us that wants to rip life open, and I want to enable that, that warrior inside of everybody to be unleashed. And so that's where Guns and Fitness was born. The program works as a as it did with any um, anything in the military. You go through an indoc, which is a twenty one day indoc, to a three month workup, and then to a six month deployment. So it's all online. All your nutrition, all your workouts are taken care of, and uh, along with that, it's going to be some a uh, bunch of mental um, improvements, some meditation. I do a morning ritual that I'll share with everybody on that. Um, that just sets your sets your day in motion, and the and you set your intention for that day. So that's been the biggest um, developing myself in the last two years. I've made some crazy improvements and crazy changes, and I feel like our relationship has gone to a point where now, when I, I deal with my insecurities a lot better. Where when we would fight in the past, I would think, oh shit, here it's the end. She's going to go cheat on me just like all the others. And I didn't give her enough credit for that. And we can go into that a whole bunch later. Um, and that was, that was where that has all been developed. So that was a really long explanation for what Guns and Fitness is. I had to get back to where I was passionate um, and living life doing something that lights me up, that gives me energy, that makes me stay awake all night or wakes me up in the morning, you know, rip-roaring, ready to go. Um, and the that's where Guns and Fitness fits into my life. So there's my explanation for that. Cool. <laughs> that's exciting. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. Okay, so that's... This is going to be, uh, this is the premiere. You can find Craig's oh, sorry. programming, and you can find his fun, awesome news feeds and Insta stories and him on social media, Craig McCarroll, and Instagram as One Coach Craig. And I'm on there as a Kingdom's Queen. Love you guys. Thanks a lot.